Well, if you're seeking to be booked on a top podcast like yours, you want to create a host-friendly bio that feels personable and that feels on target to cover what that host is interested in and their audience wants to hear more about. You are listening to Amplifier Success Podcast, episode 264. And today you're going to discover how to transform your bio from wallpaper to wow. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It is your host, Melanie Benson, authority amplifier for expert-based business owners. And Happy New Year. This is our first episode of 2022, and I'm excited for a new year. And one of the things that I'm super excited about is all of the ways that you can use your expertise to attract clients. Like think about how powerful it is to lean on your most authentic, most aligned superpowers and showcase them and amplify them and turn them into a client attraction magnet. It's so powerful. And today's guest is going to give us one of the great tools to help us land more stages, get on more podcasts, uh, really stand out as a go-to authority by learning how to craft bios that sell us before we ever take the stage or open up that uh, conversation with a host. So really, really awesome guest today. I also want to make sure that you've got your hands on my seven-step plan to get booked, to get leads, and get five-figure clients. One of my big learnings over the last 21 years has been what can happen when we offer bigger ticket packages, when we're able to help people accelerate the process to powerful results in their life. And I have a steady stream of people who love to work with me privately and are willing to invest at that level to speed up results. And I got to tell you, it is a hot market for these kind of deals. Now, if you've never done this before, or you've been trying it and it's not working, chances are you don't have all seven of these steps put into place. And this is why it's not working for you. So let me walk you through this process, help you put a very simple plan together to transform your cash flow, to get bigger deals coming in the door, and at a bare minimum, get a ton of leads from sharing your message. So head over to amplifywithmelanie.com. You will be invited to come into my Facebook group, and this is how you get your hands on my new downloadable plan. And I can't wait to hear how you put it into action. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, Amplifiers. Today, we're going to transform your bio from wallpaper to wow, so you're attracting clients, media interviews, and speaking gigs with my friend, Nancy Juton. Now, since 2009, Bye Bye Boring Bio 2020 workbook author and get known, get paid mentor, Nancy Juton has upgraded bios for leaders, speakers, experts, and authors who once struggled to broadcast their brilliance on paper or online. 
And with her workbook, Broadcast Your Brilliance Bootcamp and other programs, she's created a multiple six-figure business that serves clients around the world while earning loyal fans and followers who value her all the help and none of the hype advice. She says a brilliant bio opens the door to something more instead of a snore. Make yours memorable now with today's episode. Nancy, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm really excited for this conversation. You've been, you and I have been talking bios and podcast guesting for so long because it's kind of our jam, but it's kind of fun to dig deeper into the bios today. Well, I'm happy to be here and happy to talk about it. Well, and it's also one of those things where uh, a bio is like a foundational component for what people hear and see about you before they actually connect with you sometimes. So uh, I think it's a, it's a really key part. And I remember something really funny early on, I guess, what was it like 10, 15 years ago when we first started connecting and you were getting your, your specialty on bios off the ground, you kept telling me that you always loved my Twitter bio. <laughs> Well, remind me what it was. Yeah. yeah, it's changed since then. But you're like, it's so fun. I love it. It's not just stiff. You're actually doing something that makes you relatable. And I'm like, oh, good. We're doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get going with like being a business bio expert in the first place? Well, thank you. Um, I was actually the owner of my own public relations agency for a number of years. And I served community banks, chocolate companies, hot tub companies, the Seattle Design Center, a lot of really big name organizations. And some of them were pretty straight laced, like in the banking world. And so I'd sit down with the CEO or the president of the bank and I'd say, well, let me understand your story. And he'd say, well, you know, the usual, I went to Pacific Coast Banking School. I live in Mercer Island in a nice upscale community with my lovely wife, my lovely wife and our three adorable children who go to private school. And I'd say, you know, that that's simply not going to do. If you're going to be leading a huge community bank that's going to be making big, huge difference in the world, we have to say something more than what everyone else is saying. And in fact, with banking, if you cover the logo of most banks, all of the bios read the same. And I said, we got to do that. We got to do a whole lot better. So I started transforming these lackluster bios into door opening opportunities where people are actually seeking out to work with certain relationship managers. And all of a sudden they were getting more business done. And I thought, you know what, this is a system that I can share with entrepreneurs around the world so that they can take the struggle out of writing about themselves and have what they write about themselves actually be a magnet for the right people to say, you're the one that I want. And I think <laughs> I people, people want that. You know, yeah, I just had a grease scene go through my head when you said that. <laughs> oh, let's sing the song. You're the one that I want. Oh my God. You're a much better singer than I am. We, my my <laughs> audience does not want to hear me sing. I promise. <laughs> my, my son says, mommy, don't sing. You're hurting my ears. Oh, <laughs> but I know the song very well. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my favorites. It's, it's, it's our era, right? <laughs> so let's, um, let's talk about this bio thing because I have noticed that uh, I would say about 50 to 60% of the people who pitch me to be on the show and then submit their materials to be considered, their bios, again, so lackluster. And it actually can close the door because I'm like, yawns, sleepy, you know, not pulling me in. But then a really great bio may actually um, like cause me to, to really lean in and to that person who I don't even know and 
consider them for the show. What do you think are a couple of the things that makes a bio really stand out and, and kind of snap people into attention? Well, if you're seeking to be booked on a top podcast like yours, you want to create a host-friendly bio that feels personable mm. and that feels on target to cover what that host is interested in and their audience wants to hear more about. If you are saying, I, I have, if every sentence starts with I, immediately people want to run in the opposite direction. But if you say something like, if you're looking for a guest that can talk about amplifying your authority in an uncommon way that's not been talked about before, take a closer look at Mary Smith, who has just the ticket. And then you can say what, what her ticket is. But if you, if you approach the host in a host-friendly way, you can overcome a lot of other objections because you're, you're tuning into their frequency, what's in it for the host, what's in it for the listener. And if you're, if you're doing that boilerplate name, rank, and serial number where you went to school, almost sharing a resume, well, you might as well go do some more homework because that's probably not going to work, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in my experience, um, some kind of credibility piece, like you were giving me some feedback on mine just a minute ago, which we'll talk about in a second, but also something that's kind of fun and relatable, right? We're all human beings first before we're experts. And isn't it something that we like to do business with people we know, like, and trust, or that we, we like in some way, give us something to hold on to. I know how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, and I've never told a soul. And that's why people would hire me to do their public relations, because they could trust me to hold their secrets until it was time to share them. That's so much better than saying, I know how to keep a secret. I know how many licks it takes to get to the center of Tootsie Pop. And that's relevant to your show because da 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 But um, we have to say something that's memorable, remarkable, repeatable, or intriguing. And that means thinking about what we have to bring to the party that hasn't been brought to the party before. So if you're trying to get on your show, you're not going to just invite anyone to your podcast. They have to have a bigger platform. They have to have something compelling to say that hasn't been said before. They have to be able to express themselves in a way that turns your head. And if it reads like wallpaper, well, it's probably going to find its way to the round file. I'm just guessing. <laughs> well, it's definitely not going to get them booked. That's for sure. Um, I, I, I do like, I like a good bio. I like a good like overview of what, what somebody can bring to the table. And honestly, like there's a fine line between being too over the top, you know, being a little too braggadocious or it's like, they're just stacking so much in. You're like, Hmm, like, are they really relatable? So I'm kind of looking for this balance and I'm sure in your experience and what you do and, you know, your work in helping people get booked on podcasts as well. Like, what are some of the mistakes people are making the, the blunders with their bios that are maybe working against them. Oh, I've got some good ones. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> let's let's, let's uh, this, roll them. <laughs> I'm going to call this A, B, C, D, I, Y. Let's walk through them. Right. A would be absence of proof, arrogance. Those are two big mistakes. If you say you're world acclaimed X, Y, Z, and someone Googles your name and zero comes up, you are guilty of... Um, absence of proof. 
Um, if you are arrogant, it feels like you are the king of the world and people need to hold court around you. And that has an arms, you're at arm's length instead of arms wide open. B is boring, blah, 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 boilerplate. Sounds like everything that's been on everyone else's show and nothing new or fresh for yours. C is confusion, uh, not enough content to be interesting. Um, D is failure to differentiate yourself from someone else who does what you do. I, every sentence starts with I and yada, yada, yada goes for Y, which is a whole bunch of stuff in there that does absolutely nothing for anybody. The beautiful bios are, I think, 50 words or less. They make clear who the expert is, who, they're, who they serve, the big wow they bring about, and what makes them special, different, or preferred. And so for myself, I help people book themselves on more of the right shows without hiring an expensive booking agency and without tech or overwhelm taking them out. That's more about what I do for others and doesn't say anything about me. But if I lead with what it is that is the win for the client, guess what? They're probably going to read the next paragraph, which includes all the positioning around my experience, how many years I've been at it, how many clients with big names I've served. That helps build a bridge of trust. And then if there's something extra that I can add, like in my case, I've got this velvet boot of accountability that makes sure people get what they came for and a whole lot more. That lets people know that I'm not a shark, I'm a dolphin. And People that are looking for someone with that kind of personality who speaks in sassy sound bites are going to likely want to have me on their program. But someone that speaks in blah, blah, blah monotone that doesn't have any proof that makes all these other mistakes, they're probably going to be pitching an awful lot and coming home with not a lot of bookings because they just aren't getting it right. Oh my God, I love sassy sound bites. Boom. Love it. <laughs> sassy sound bites. That's so good. Well, um, I, I want to ask you another question and then uh, you're going to actually do a live little bit of a critique on my bio just for people to get a real sense of how this works. But I'm imagining that we need different kinds of bios as well. We're not just using one bio all the time or are we, or do we need different links of bios? Like how does that play out for people? Well, I suggest that you first think about what it is that your objective is with each bio. The story I like to tell is, you know, if for women are watching, if you've ever been to a one size fits all rack at a local clothing boutique, you can go in and put clothes on your back, but you're sure not going to be sexy, spelt and spectacular. You're going to probably look like you've got a potato sack on your back because you weren't really clear about the outcome that you wanted. So one size bio does not suit all situations. Some of us want our clients to attract our bio to attract clients. Some of us want our bio to attract podcast bookings and speaking opportunities. Some of us want to attract media opportunities with Good Morning America or something of this nature. So start with the end in mind. Decide what kind of a bio you need. That's step number one. Step number two is given that that objective is front and center, reflect on the who, the how, and the wow that would be the most important to demonstrate why this person is the person that should get chosen. And when I say who, I'm not talking about you personally, I'm talking about who your person is. For you, Melanie, it's thought leaders, experts, and service providers who are playing a much bigger game. Those are the people, how you help them and the wow they welcome. What happens for those people when they're lucky enough to belly up to the bar working with you? 
And then you wanna prove the value and impact that you bring. And you can do that by sharing your credentials, how many years of experience, the awards recognition, if you've been showcased on the Huffington Post or Forbes or ABC, NBC, those are halos of credibility that you can wear as a crown to help build that bridge of trust. And then of course, most importantly, you wanna add your personality. And that's where a sassy soundbite can come in handy. You know, my husband is a financial advisor and he's a fee-only financial advisor, which means he sells no products and takes no commissions. So if someone's looking for someone like that, at the very top of his bio, it says, my clients hire me for my head, trust me for my heart and value me most when I use both. Something tells name. me he had you help with that. No, that was his. He oh, spoke from his heart that. about who he really was. And he put it right underneath his, 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 you know, Steve Jutton, certified financial planner, sassy soundbite. If you read that right away, you know that he has a credential that is demonstrates his ethical commitment to looking after you. And then you've read one sentence that says it all, that you are the most important person in his universe. And his heart is so big that he can't wait to serve you. Some people are so intoxicated by that one sentence that they'll read the rest and pick up the phone. Every one of us can do that. You may be saying something all the time. It's a, it's a Melanieism. It's a Nancyism. It's a, something you say all the time that becomes what you are known for. It's like your signature, like Barbara Walters from years back used to say, I'm in touch, so you be in touch, right? Have a sassy soundbite that speaks your philosophy. It creates so much no like trust right out of the gate. And then of course, Whatever your objective, whether it's media, client attraction, or podcast guesting, or whatever the case may be, make sure the bio is short enough to be useful. Because one of the biggest mistakes is people provide way too much information. And 50 words or less is going to be the most powerful bio in the shed. Make Brevity is beautiful. So refine that 50-word bio so it sings in all these ways that I've just described. And you'll always be able to swing open a big door. Mm, I love that. Um, Let's tell, show people, let's give a demonstration really of how this translates. So I have a bio that's on my website and the bio um, is my like main bio. And then I have a bio for my speaking and you were looking at it before we got on today. And like, okay, you're like, are you brave enough? Are we going to do this on the podcast? So yes, I'm okay. I'm transparent. <laughs> it's always good to get a little facelift and get some Nancy uh, vibes on your, your good juju. So uh, Nancy, how would you give people, and also we'll post some before and after in the show notes. So if you go over to the show page on our website at Amplify Your Success Podcast, we'll make sure to, uh, uh, you can see the before and after. Okay, well, let's see what we can do here. I'm going to comment about the things that I think are doing you a great favor. Got a beautiful headshot, professionally shot. You look beautiful and approachable. And the positioning of your hands in sort of a prayer mode lets me know that the woo-woo part of the world is part of your overall um, repertoire. And so that's going to be very client attracting for people who appreciate the woo side of business in addition to the practical side. You've got some beautiful logos from um, American Express, Bloomberg, Business Week, Women's Day and Parenting that let me know that you are recognized as an expert in major media, which is very head turning. 
those are a couple of good things. I like the shortness of it because it's easy to read and you've got one of those names that's easy to spell and say that needs no amplification. Um, my name is Nancy Jutton. Jutton lines rhymes with button. Some people get it incorrect because like I just that. did, <laughs> but, but you know, it's okay. You know, I I'll, I'll spell out the phonetic spelling Jutton rhymes with button and people generally remember. So when I'm looking at here is your speaker introduction and bio and um, who wants to know how to, and a speaker introduction and bio should be the kind of narrative that you, that, that is read before you take the stage so that the audience is wanting to give you a standing ovation, even before you speak your first word, it's going to get them really excited about what's soon to come. And so, and, and to share what's in it for the audience, that's what a speaker introduction should do. So I love that you've got an enrolling question right out of the box. Who wants to know how to achieve greater results without adding more work hours? Imagine being able to spend more time doing the things you love and do it in a way that's wildly profitable. Let me introduce our speaker, Melanie Benson. She's host of Amplify Your Success podcast and has a gift for guiding entrepreneurs building a business around their expertise to become highly paid authorities. With over 20 years mentoring high achieving game changers, Melanie is an amp authority amplifier and revenue strategist, identifying high payoff profit boosting opportunities while dissolving mindset blocks that commonly derail progress. So I'm gonna stop there for a second because I have a couple of opportunities for you. One is a really nitty gritty one. It, the word imagine is misspelled. Is misspelled. Oh, good. <laughs> Sometimes we need another set of, set of eyes to take a look at something to see, oh, I, that, it just was hiding in plain sight. I think that your ideal audience could be moved up higher in this bio so that people would read the rest. Are you a high achieving, game changing entrepreneur who wants to achieve greater results without adding more work hours. That puts more punch in the very first line of your bio and lets people know who your ideal client is right out of the box. If you're answering yes to that question, Melanie's here. And I think your primary role is as a business coach and mentor. And a secondary role is someone who has her own very successful podcast. Is that fair to say? Yes, it depends on the audience though. So it depends on if I'm in a podcasting event, which I speak at it a lot. So that's why we were flipping it. So, um, but yes, I could absolutely agree with that. So, um, and then I think the one piece that's, that I, that's missing that if added would make this so much stronger is, you know, I was talking about, um, I don't think I mentioned it, but when you're, when you're proving your value, there's something called stunning results. When you're reflecting on what you've accomplished over 21 years in doing business, how many lives have been touched and transformed by your proven systems, methods, and approaches so that they grew from startups to multiple six-figure or seven-figure business owners within a certain window of time with more grace and ease than they ever thought possible? But you've, I know you've touched and transformed thousands of lives in this way, but it's missing. And mm -hmm. I think people would benefit from that. And it would build a stronger bridge of trust around why you are the one that they want. When you have over 20 years experience doing anything, a, a secret hack is to say something like, since 1995, Melanie has, because then you never have to update that and say, Ooh, good call. 20 years, 21 years, 22 years, 23 years. 
And, um, and then what I might, it says, we're excited to have Melanie with us today. Everyone stand up and please help me give a loud thunderous applause to the woman who's going to accelerate our success today. Um, that's great. And if you were going to be doing something specific for a specific audience, you could change that to say, as a result of today's talk, you're gonna learn at least five powerful strategies to boost your revenue, boost, you know, double your free time and imagine charging even more for your great value. <laughs> but those are really juicy outcomes that people are gonna be leaning in and saying, I wanna hear more about that. Yeah, I so love those, that. And those are just you could totally take that and put it into a podcast interview as well, right? Or an online event anything but yeah. you know, the more specific you are about the wow that you bring about for your ideal client and the sooner you offer that information in your bio the more the people in the audience will sit up and take notice and say this is exactly what I came for this is what I'm hungry for I cannot wait to hear what next Melanie has to say so those are just a couple of suggestions to help like boost what's already working for you and make it even stronger I love it that's fantastic I love it, Nancy. So good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So you have a resource. I want to bring it up here because we're really deep into the bios. And then I, I got a couple uh, slightly different questions I want to get into. Um, but you have a workbook and a book on creating your own bios. Would you share with people where they can get their hands on that? Because I want to challenge all of the Amplify community to get this resource and update their bios before you pitch your next podcast, before you get on that next stage and update it as we go into this new year so that you have this fresh energy that pulls like a magnet, these ideal audiences and opportunities to you. Amen to that. I, I am the author of the Bye Bye Boring Bio Workbook. And the preview to the Bye Bye Boring Bio workbook actually achieved Amazon number one bestseller status and earned the title of best tool for 2020 by Ghost CEO founder Christopher Flett. And if you want to get a taste of what the Bye Bye Boring Bio brilliant workbook is all about, you go to buybyboringbio.com and you run and don't walk to download this to Get the insights you need to transform your own boring bio from wallpaper to wow to attract clients now. You'll get very specific tips around how to do it. There will be examples within to show you what yours can be when you deploy these things that I've talked about today. And there's additional resources put within to help you amplify your awesomeness in all the ways that you want you to bring the, ex the, the results that you desire. So go to buybyboringbio.com, download that, and don't just let it sit on your hard drive. Actually print it out, choose a buddy and say, hey, let's make our bios better together and let's trade, trade and see how well we, we've done it. Because I'll tell you something, every one of us has accomplished more stunning results this year than we had last year. There may be pivots that you've made in your ideal audience that need to be reflected. There may be new accomplishments you've achieved. There may be new programs that you've created that, that are on fire with huge upside. But if you don't take the opportunity to update your bio every year, just like you change the battery in your smoke detector, you're going to go dark and you're not going to be fresh and you won't be fabulous. And that's going to stop stand in the way of you being able to get on the stages and 
attract the clients and the opportunities that you desire. Yeah, and I think it's worth bringing one other thing into the conversation that I know you teach, and that is this idea of being prepared. Like some people oh. were like, oh, when I get the booking, I'll do it versus I have everything prepared. So the moment it comes, I'm like seamless. So talk a little bit about being prepared and, you know, how does that play out? Oh my gosh, this is the story of my life. I have decided years ago that I would be ready for big opportunity even before it knocks. And I cannot tell you how many times I've been called at the 11th hour because somebody got sick or someone couldn't make it and someone needed someone to fill in. And they'll say, hey, Nancy, can you fill in for the player to be named? Can you be the player to be named later? We're in a crisis. Yes. And as a matter of fact, I've got everything you need right now. And when can we start? The person who hears that is thinking, thank God I found this person. She's an angel in, on the outfield. She's saving the day. I've been called at the 11th hour by NPR while sitting on a lounge chair in San Diego in my bathing suit, asking me to be on the show the next day. And I've been able to sit up in my chair and say, thanks so much for the opportunity. Here's my photo. Here's the cover of my book. Here's the interview questions I love to be asked. Here's a short bio written in the third person so you can easily read it, including the pronunciation of my name. And I can say, what else do I need to do to make this a fabulous experience for you and everyone in your national audience? And then the, the, the person says, well, will you please teach the world to do what you just did? Mm. And I'm saying to you, if you wanna be the one, the player to be named later, have yourself a professional microphone on your desk, have professional lighting to the left and the right of your face so that you can look as good as you can given what God gave you to work with. Have a decent background behind you so you look professional, dress the part in case there's video involved and be ready to rock and roll to be the guest that the host considers their new favorite. Because when you do that, the host will remember and the host has friends and the host will make referrals and the audience will experience it. And what do you know, instead of you pushing a rock up the hill, hoping to get booked, people will hear you and say, wow, she was awesome. I want her on my show. And then you can just hold court and choose dates. And I think that if you decide that your work is worthy of a much wider audience and your business is worthy of sales beyond expectations, that means getting ready for the show, even before you're ready to go. And that means having something nice to wear and believing that you own a place on that stage. Today's the excellent, day. excellent advice. And again, the simpler you make it for people to book you, the more people want to play. Like when people make it really difficult to get all their materials, I'm like, OMG, you're making it way too hard for me to showcase you. So make it simple and do the work for the host, like they're giving you, or the, the event uh, coordinator, whoever it is, they're giving you a huge opportunity, make it easy for them to showcase you. So Nancy, this is the time in the, the show where I like to ask a little bit more personal questions, like go a little bit behind the scenes so people get to know you, uh, not just as the amazing expert that you are, but also as a human being, as an entrepreneur, fellow entrepreneur. Um, what do you think is the boldest thing you've ever had to do to amplify the reach of your business? The biggest thing I've had to do to amplify the boldest, yeah, the, the boldest, boldest thing. thing. Yeah. Well, I'll be very candid. My business was very successful until 2017 to 2019 when the whole thing fell apart for reasons we don't need to get into right now. And I think the biggest, boldest thing that I did was had the courage and the resilience to bounce back 
and let those setbacks be the setup for the comeback and to find the courage to pivot and be of service in a new way that could be even more relevant in a post-pandemic environment. I think that you have to want it enough to come back. And I am so grateful today for what I get to do. And I'm so glad that I, I took that shot because my 2021 has been my best year in recent years. And I think the best is yet to come because I have that gratitude for getting to do this work that I do that I'm so gifted at. And I appreciate what it's like to get to do it because there were a couple of years there where I did get derailed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that. I We can all relate. <laughs> I know I can. I definitely got derailed along my journey. And I think you're right that, that having the courage to pivot is huge. So I'm so glad you did because I love what you're doing. And I think what you're doing is it's so timely and it's so necessary right now. Thank you. Um, what's one thing you wish you would have done sooner? The thing I wish I would have done sooner is stand in and on my true value long before I did. Mm. I think that sometimes for whatever reason, we choose to lead with low ticket offers and to prove ourselves that we know what we're doing before such time as we will truly offer the bigger, bolder, more transformational things that we're capable of. And if I had it to do over again, I would have gone higher tickets sooner and I would have stood in and on my value a whole lot sooner. And I would have silenced whatever head trash was standing in the way of big cash because there's no doubt that I'm worthy of it. And no doubt that my clients are getting the results that I promise and then some. No need to suffer any longer. Like that's what I say to people. If we've learned anything from this pandemic is we don't have days to waste. Like if you're gonna do your thing, go big or go home. That's what I'd say. I know there's someone out there that needed to hear that today, Nancy. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, I know that you have amazing things coming up. You're getting ready to teach your uh, podcast guesting program again. Yes. What's the dates of this one? So anybody listening in knows to make sure they're following you and tuning in. January 24th to February 1st, 2022 is the next podcast visibility live lab where I'm going to guide you to learn how to book yourself on more of the right podcast without hiring an expensive booking agency. It's free to participate. It's fabulous to experience. And I've received dozens and dozens of love notes from people who were booking themselves on shows after the second day of the nine day training. If you want to have what they're having, I hope that you will join us for the podcast visibility live lab coming up soon. And we'll, uh, we'll hook up a show link or a link in the show notes for you, because uh, I think it's one of the best programs out there. So we'll make sure you guys get hooked up with that too. So check the show notes or look at the, look at the details wherever you're catching this episode. Nancy, thank you so much for joining me today. I absolutely love talking about bios, talking about podcast guesting, talking about all things visibility with you. And uh, you are truly one of the great experts who I think the way you bring your heart into this and the way you bring all of your years of wisdom, you're really helping people achieve extraordinary results. So well done, my friend. Thank you. It's been an honor to be here. Truly. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com and I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. 
Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going. And I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. 